Hey, MW, it's Melissa. And Stephanie Carcace, two sisters and the founders of Millennial Women. And your host of Millennial Women Talk. We're so grateful you're sharing your time with us today. By tuning into this episode, you're investing in becoming the best version of you. And we are thrilled to be on this journey together. So I have a quick question. Do you have an Instagram account? I know, you're probably wondering, um, of course. I know, silly question, right? But have you ever wondered how to properly grow your Instagram account to impact more people? If the answer is yes, then this episode is for you. MW, you're about to meet our Atlanta mentor, Manu Murado. She is an inspiring woman who immigrated to Atlanta from Brazil and started her own company called Your Social Team. Manu is taking not only her own business, but so many other businesses to the next level by sharing her expertise on Instagram. As millennials, Instagram is something that, well, the majority of us are using these days. And we couldn't pass up the opportunity to speak with Manu about all the tips and tricks to use the platform successfully. There were so many insightful moments on this episode, but here are some of our favorites. My biggest corporate client that I had in these two years came to me via Instagram. They did not know me before, and I had 500 followers at the time. So the people wanting to do business with you, they're not looking at your followers. If you're selling a shirt, right. they're looking at your shirt. What matters is engagement. If you're a brand and you're looking to work with an influencer, you want to look at how much engagement they have per post. For you, it doesn't matter if they post five times a day or they post once a week because you're going to do one post with them. So you need to know how much that post usually gets. Okay, MW, the journey to getting closer to the best you starts right now. So I want to start from the very beginning. Tell us a little about yourself, where you're from, kind of how you got started. Cool. So my name is Manu Muraro. People can't pronounce that, so whatever you call me, it's fine, <laughs> honey. Um, but you guys would because you're Latin. But um, So anyway, I'm from Brazil. I moved here in 2000, right out of college. I'm 42 now, so I've been out of college for a minute, mm-hmm. uh, for a job at Cartoon Network. So I worked there in creative. I was very involved in the strategy and marketing sides to it too, which makes it perfect for what I do today. Right. Uh, worked there for 15 years, believe it or not. Wow. Back in the time when people stayed that long in companies, like you guys, millennial women, would not have that problem. <laughs> no. Um, and then when I left Turner Cartoon Network, I went to work for a local startup, a successful local startup called King of Pops here in mm. Atlanta. We make delicious popsicles. Or we See, I'm still, yeah, I, I still so feel like I'm proud of it. I, I like buy into all the companies I've ever worked I with, which it. is like three. But... Working at King of Pops is when I really dove into Instagram. Mm-hmm. Instagram wasn't brand new, but it was, you know, like probably four or five years and old. And people were starting to use it more for business. And they had a really good following on Facebook and Twitter, but they didn't have a good following on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I strategically start pushing people from those platforms into Instagram and doing more and lots of content, everything organic. I think people are not even like paying for followers or likes at that point. They're like three years ago. But I was able to grow that account very much, like 500% in like less than two years. From It was like from 7K to 37K. Wow. And we saw the business following because mm. other things were happening in the business that was making it grow. But also we saw that not Instagram, I realized that Instagram was not only pushing sales, but it was also bringing new opportunities, like big partnerships for the brand. So after that, 
I had a one-year-old at that time, and that startup is so busy. They have so much going on that I was always on call. So I wanted to change gears a little bit and focus on my daughter and take more time for, you know, doing things that I wanted to do with her and not being a slave of my phone, and which I still am a little bit, but I can choose (laughs) when now. Right. So I actually thought I was just going to get another full-time job Mm -hmm. because I'm not an entrepreneur at heart. Interesting. I hate doing like sales. I hate doing finance. Like I, I just like doing what I do, you know? <laughs> so the entrepreneurship to me was never that interesting because of that. I'm like, no, I like doing what I love doing and then get a paycheck and go home, you right, know? Right, right. But I was looking for a job and at the same time, kind of people hitting up, me up to know about social and talk about Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I started seeing the need mm-hmm. and I started taking some freelance and one thing led to the other. I said that the logical next step was to start my own business, mm-hmm. and I used logic for the first time ever, and wow. I started my business. <laughs> Which is your social team. <laughs> Which is your social team, yeah. Wow. So how, how long have you been in this business? Started two years. Two yeah, years. it's been two years. So you passed, so the beginner's luck, and then the two-year gets real. I think real. so, yeah. <laughs> even, even the first year, there's a big cutoff date there that a lot of people don't make it, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. To me, the way I measure that success, it's like when you start a business, you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, that's it, I'm getting a job. Mm-hmm. And like, as you get better, like you do that much less often. So mm-hmm. I say like now I did it like once every six months. And the beginning <laughs> was like twice a week. So my husband's so it very get pleased. Better, <laughs> <laughs> it gets better. So. <laughs> oh, that is so great. This is so interesting. So social media, mm-hmm. so many platforms, but you love to focus mainly on Instagram. Yes. So you started seeing the growth three years ago and the opportunities that Instagram can yeah. bring even to longer maybe yeah even longer how would you see because it's it's something that's continuously changing yes. in the realm right now in 2019 current because we can't predict the future but mm-hmm. I'm sure you can a little bit a little bit yeah <laughs> what is the differences three years ago oh yeah to today it's and where huge. are you seeing kind of Instagram going for yeah. businesses? So, and, and just to go back on your question a little bit, yeah. the reason I focus on Instagram is not like, oh, I love Instagram, so that's what I'm going to do. It's because right now it is by far the platform that is going to make a difference in business. Mm. Facebook is a necessary evil, if you will. <laughs> like you have to have a Facebook page right. to be a business on Instagram. Right. But your organic content is not going to be seen by anyone on Facebook. So that's things that people don't realize. Like if people go look at your page or they engage with your page like every day, maybe they're going to continue seeing it on their feeds. But otherwise they won't. And and you can see that by think of all the accounts that you followed for a friend Mm -hmm. and your friend wants you to like their page, but you never really see their posts. Mm, Like Facebook doesn't distribute that. So not to say, I mean, you can do ads, but you could do ads, whatever, regardless of your content there anyway. Right, right. I just don't recommend to small business that they put all this effort into Facebook and they do that not knowing that people are not getting that content. Mm. So, and this is just based off of like algorithm? That's the algorithm for Facebook. Yeah. They, and Facebook even came out and they say, oh, we're focusing on groups and friends and family mm. and not businesses. So part of it is to make 
you pay for ads. Right. And the other part of it is also like all the backlash they had with politics and, and right. things like that and right. fake news. And, right. Um, yeah. So, and I tell people it's like Facebook is like being having a store in the mass mall because everybody's on Facebook, right? Yep. The most popular mall, you have a store, a store there, but your store is in the basement. So people don't even know it's there. They don't even know it's there. Yeah. So you keep putting all these promotions on your window and no one sees it. Right. So you right. don't sell. And that's why I tell people that Instagram, with you can still grow a business organically on Instagram. It takes a lot of strategy. So you're asking yeah. what changed. When I was a King of Pops, this is two and a half years ago, maybe, you know, when I left and I stayed there almost two years. There are no stories. Mm. Their algorithm was created when I was there, mm -hmm. or not created, but implemented in, on right. Instagram when I was there. So it was very different. It was competitive, but not as competitive. Mm -hmm. um, the algorithm, they, they implemented the algorithm when people were not able to keep up with all the accounts they followed. So that was when that growth was being so big. So from 2016 until today, we went from having like 500 million accounts on Instagram to now over a billion. And, and that's why people get mad about the algorithm, right? right? They're like, right. oh, there's this algorithm. I cannot see anything else. I know you guys have like right. influencer pages and you would know that you see right. less engagement. Totally. Um, totally. It's not the algorithm. It's all the people that used to follow 200 accounts mm. or now follow 2,000 mm. because they did follow for follow. Right. Makes sense. And they start following everybody else that came in and they never spring clean. Right. So they are missing all this content because they literally cannot keep up. The algorithm doesn't hide anything. Mm. Is that the people so cannot keep up so with all the posts. So your content is being pushed out. It's just that yes. people are not seeing yes. it because they're following too many accounts. Yes. Oh, if you yeah. scroll long enough, you're going to see the end, the bottom of your feed. Oh my and gosh, we, we hear it all the time, right? Wow. The algorithm is messing yeah. me up. It's not the algorithm. It's, and it's the competition. Makes no, yeah. So sense. Yeah, yeah so the algorithm is actually better. It helps mm. all of us that are not just posting like cut off flyers, you know, and, and right. things that are very thoughtless. It's helping all of us for sure especially for us to see stuff we care about. Mm, that's um, but yeah, so it's really like the competition. It's just the marketing pie. When there are so many players, you'll get a very small slice of the marketing so pie. You know? That's wow. definitely, I could see that as being a change. So much, mm -hmm. so many more people are yeah. on. And it's only going to get worse. And it's only so going to get worse. People ask me, they're like, when is the engagement going to go back up? I'm like, when you do new things that yes. you haven't done before and you're adding value to people. <laughs> so let's try talk about things. this right yes. now. Can you share with us kind of like the best tips and tricks heading into the future yeah. of social media? Sure. Specifically on Instagram. So, yeah. So one thing that I recommend to everybody is to be an early adopter of mm -hmm. any tools that come out there. Because if you go by the numbers, we're going to say... There's over a billion people doing posts. When you go to stories, it's half of that. Mm. And then when you go to a live, how many people do you see like that are live that day? Not Honestly, a lot. Maybe like one or two. Yeah, and they yeah. and you know they go to the top yeah. of the line, right? Yeah. They go yep. to the front of the line. They do. So you see all those notifications. So you're in a much less competitive environment once you're doing a live. Those question stickers, like people love that stuff. I just launched my first filter. I don't know if you guys saw okay, that. I did see that. Sweet. I did, I did see, see that. that. I'm so excited How did about you do it. this? <laughs> I'll tell you. Um, basically, my brand was accepted in the beta program for brands Amazing. to have their filters. And this beta, it's going to be open for everybody in the future. And that's the thing. Like, when it opens, adopt it if you can. Like, adopt early. You yeah. Know? yeah. As influencers or as millennial women, right. like, it's, it's great to adopt it for your brand because People are going to be following you and they're going to be looking up your filter mm. and seeing your name. Every time someone uses it, all their followers see your name on top that is clickable. Mm. So, 
And then the beta testing, they don't have to follow me to use the filter or rather if they follow me, the filter is not going to show on their camera because it's just a test. So they didn't want to do that not to have even more problems with like crashing and stuff. Right. Right. But the original creators, you have to follow them to use their filters. Okay. So this so, flooded you with new followers. I'm well, sure. so for me, since they don't have to follow me, okay. it just got approved last Friday, the first one, and I did some posts about it. And Friday is really bad for engagement too because people are going out and stuff. Yeah. So I, I posted like 5 p.m. I gained like 600 followers like in what? a day. What? Uh, and that's nothing because the girl who produced my filter, uh-huh. that, so I did the creation, she did the production, and she is... Um, Designer from Brazil. She's not necessarily, she's not an influencer. I mean, she's turning to one now, I'm sure. But she had this personal account with 2,000 followers. Less than two months later, she has 100,000 followers. Why? How because people have to use, well, she created amazing filters. Right. They're like meme style. She has the best, funniest filters. Wow. So not only she used the platform, but she used it well in a way that was right. catchy. She mm. tapped into, you know, memes and things people are right. reposting right. it. Right. And they're so fun. She has one that is like a little Polaroid uh, frame, mm-hmm. and I it says, this. your crush is coming, and then act naturally. And then it says, <laughs> me, colon, and you have to make a face inside the frame, and it's hilarious. <laughs> okay, that's right, brilliant. Right. Yeah. That's brilliant. So, yeah, but if you relatable. create good stuff, right. like, you grow. The one thing with the filters, too, it's like, even the 600 that follow me, I don't know how many of those follow me, and they might be a potential client, mm. or they just want to use my filter, mm-hmm. right. which is fine, but it's not helping my business. So it's not necessarily the best way to grow your business, because right. that's what usually I focus on is growth that grows your business. Right, right, right. right. Uh, but if your player card's right and everything is aligned, it could be. So, so adopting early is the thing. Even IGTV that is not totally popular, is Facebook's putting a lot of effort to yeah. make it more popular. Mm-hmm. So even having that, let's say that people didn't really see a lot of your video, right? Mm. But it's right on top of your profile there. And it's a great place to have more information about your business. Right. right. So, you know, just people that want to know more. So it's not necessarily the engagement the video gets right there, but having that portfolio. Right. And it's easy access because it's yeah. right in front of mm-hmm. them. You said so many things that, you know, not only me and Steph are like, oh my gosh, there's so <laughs> many to do all this. <laughs> All of our community, I mean, they talk to us all the time, friends and family, and they're like, well, how do you grow and how do you do yeah. this? So let's start with followers. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I want to answer a yes or no question, and then we can have okay. the secondary part. Oi. Do followers matter? Yes. Okay. And no. But yes yeah, and we'll, no. We'll go yes. <laughs> and how do people get followers? How can they raise followers? Yeah, so followers, gaining followers used to be that you have good content and you have hashtags and you gain followers. Mm. Today, gaining followers is nothing about your post and your hashtags. Mm. It's very, very intentional. It, you also don't need followers for every account. Like, so I'll give you the example of your social team. Like, I provide Instagram training. Up to October, I did not have anything that was not presential. Okay. Um, maybe like a consulting call remotely, but everything was in-person classes, mostly that I was focusing on, and corporate training. So just people in Atlanta. Very different who I'm catering to than now that I have a membership that is remote Mm -hmm. and I have e-courses, right? Mm. So, and even before that, I started my business kind of just being a boutique agency. So I was just Mm -hmm. doing management. Today, I moved away from that and I just do training because I was doing management and training. If I only had uh, management, like a boutique, you know, agency, I don't need followers for that. Like, I need a portfolio. Like, I don't need to cater to... 
I don't know, I have 13,000 people now. I didn't need 13,000 to sell, to have five clients at all times. Right. You know what That's I mean? That's interesting. That's not how I would sell my business. But now I need numbers because I have an e-course, right. two e-courses sitting there that people can buy. Exactly. Also, I'm a mom of young kids. So the more I can do that I don't need to be there in person for my own one-person business, the better. So your strategy changes. And I really like when I say followers matter, yes and no. Mm-hmm. I hate that people's main goal is getting followers. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's going to move. That makes people make silly decisions, like buying followers or those right. silly loop giveaways. Yeah. That you have to follow me and my 70,000 best friends <laughs> yeah. to get a gift card or something. When at the end of it, once they get the gift card, they unfollow. They unfollow. Yeah. Or what you can be doing is you're attracting people that just want a gift card. They don't care about your business. Right. If you're an right. influencer, they're not going to buy your partner's products. Right. So maybe they'll be like, oh, you have all this following, but then I did this ad with you. I'm not going to do it again because mm. I saw nothing. Right. So it's really not helping anyone. And then right. your true fans are going to be alienated by it. They're going to be pissed and they're not going to enjoy it. They're like, oh, I can't believe they're doing a loop giveaway every week. It's so annoying, you know? Right. It is annoying. So you end up like alienating the people that were there from the get-go and that care about what you do and just attracting numbers of people that are meaningless to the business. Right. Now so. you said something really interesting. You said that your your followers don't matter for the sales portion because you were still selling. So explain that to me. How do we drive yeah, sales? So when I was, I was talking about different strategies for different businesses, okay. right? And I like telling this to people. My biggest corporate client that I had in these two years came to me via Instagram. They did not know me before. And I had 500 followers at the time. So the people wanting to do business with you, they're not looking at your followers. If you're selling a shirt, they're looking at your shirt. You know, Ah. if you're selling Instagram training, they're looking. Sure. Having followers validates the fact that I know how to grow an account, Mm -hmm. you know, but if I don't have that and I'm just starting, it's normal also that an agency that is small, and it's here. It's not expected to have 100,000 followers. Right, right, right. So all businesses are not created equal, and that's very okay. important to know. Right. But you said, how do you drive business through your Instagram account? So a lot of times, and think if you know accounts that are like that. You may like the account. You may like the people. You look at their account. You have no idea what they sell, mm. how you do business with them, right. where to reach out, you know. And that's how people are doing their bios and using their highlights. Mm. So that's the first, the start of it is like, be clear about your services. Uh, Even if you're an influencer and you want people to email you instead of DMing you, email us for... To, to collaborate or to right. work together. You know, I hate, the, I hate the word collaborate. I, mean, <laughs> I like it in the sense of the word, but I hate it when right. it just turns into like, you do free work for me. And that's, right. Yeah. Right. Anyway. Right. <laughs> I remember somebody had said that too, that in an email when they said, I, I would love to collaborate with yeah. you. They were like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, literally, I have an Instagram marketing class. And one thing that is on one slide is like, don't use the word exposure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know? yeah. So I tell brands all the time, there's an, uh, photographers, everybody, you know. Right. I tell people, I'm like, what if your boss came to you and said, let's continue having your job as is, but Monday through Thursday, you get paid and Fridays are for exposure. Right. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And that's what we're doing to all these people. So. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, um, so sure. yeah, like we have to be mindful, like how we reach out to people. And also, yeah. even if you're beginning of a business here and you don't have a huge budget, Choose what you can do. And I pay you when you need me, you pay me. You know right. what I mean? Instead of being like, hey, do me this favor. Maybe one day I'll 
Right. Yeah. Right. It's just, uh, there's this culture now of getting free work out of people. and For sure. I'm right. totally going to segue here, by the way. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Things but, I'm passionate about. No, so totally. doing the mentors episode. <laughs> no. Don't and work I, for free, everybody. No. <laughs> I, I, I love that, you know, and it's even so, Mel and I talk a lot about this, uh-huh. right? Because we are working so hard and building a social community yes. for women and a space for women. and But a big part of that is the business aspect, right? And so we passionately, I would say, and strategically pick brands that we want to collaborate with mm-hmm. and also brands that out loud express their desires to support women. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you'd be surprised sometimes the way to truly support a woman is to pay her. Oh, Always. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. And so like everybody sometimes wants to say, okay, how can we support women? And it's like by paying women. Because by paying a woman's group, she's hiring other people. It's like it trickles down. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I love that you're saying that because ultimately that's how we truly believe. Yeah. And I say it all the time. And even like with influencer marketing, right? Of course, there's ways to get it wrong and mm-hmm. you don't get much out of that investment. That happens every day when you're boosting posts on Facebook or, or right. Right. promoting posts on Instagram. But somehow in influencer marketing, since it's like a little more at once, right. sometimes mm-hmm. people are like, oh, it didn't work. There's always that way. And the way you're going to learn is either you work with a really good agency or you learn by doing it with calculated risks. You right, know? right, right. Uh, but I even say that when you get it right... It works a lot better than social ads. Like they they say eleven times the ROI with the return over investment, mm. but I think it's more if you do it you right. Mean the boosting of the post. No, doing influencer marketing as opposed influencer. to doing social ads. Yes, yes. So, I agree. and also what I tell people is exactly what you're saying. When you're doing influencer marketing, you're supporting a small business in your community, which mm-hmm. is that influencer or right. in another community, mm-hmm. as opposed to just give money to Facebook, you know? Right. Exactly. And because that's, we, such, that's such a good point. That's yeah. a great point. Hear a and it's a lot more that. fun. You're creating relationships and yeah. building, you know, community. And, and you're helping each other. Yeah. 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 Whether it's, oh my gosh, Manu, wait, this is, <laughs> I, I love this. I mean, she's getting Latin on me now. <laughs> no, I'm like, no, because it's true. It's like, instead of supporting a big corporation, yeah, like you're Facebook, supporting the small business, you're supporting small businesses. And I always have this thing. It's like, we all want to change the world. Right. But you, we don't change the world. We change by turning around in our backyard oh, and yeah. working on our community and helping lift each other up in our own communities. Mm-hmm. Everyone focused on that. That's how the world changes. Yeah. Right? So of it's, course. it's helping lift up those people that are truly influencing your own community. Yeah, and this I is not, you're doing it, you're not doing anyone a favor. Like you're actually right. getting more return over that totally. than you just. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a two-way street. Mm-hmm. I met, so, I met a, there was a business one time that I was talking to that this girl really wanted to do stuff and do stuff with me and do influencer marketing. Um, and, and the owner didn't, but he had a budget. He was still putting on radio. <laughs> Oh, oh my god! Yeah, I don't <laughs> so understand. I, mean. I don't understand. But it's yeah. just come on. It's interesting. So, what do you think about Facebook ads? Is that something we shouldn't really be doing? I mean, I, I'm not the best person to talk about yeah. it. I don't know how to use it well. You've never used um, it. I've used it. I've, okay. I play. I played with it. Right. But honestly, if you ever meet anyone that says, "I'm a content creator, a copywriter, a photographer, and I also do Facebook ads," like they're, they're not doing all this. Right. Like they're completely right. different skills. So I've worked with people that were like, oh, I do Facebook ads, but they didn't really know how to do it. Mm. And there are good agencies out there, but you have, you need a sizable budget 
to make an impact. And I didn't want to bet on that yet. So I usually bet on influencer marketing, which is something I can do. I know how to do for the reasons we talked right. about before. But yeah, I know lots of people who do really well with Facebook ads. Like yeah. there's a woman, Melissa Griffin. She teaches bloggers and Pinterest courses and e-courses and kind of like yeah, that. And yeah. I took one of her courses before e-course. And I know for a fact that she puts a lot daily, like thousands of dollars daily on, on Facebook and she's not a gigantic business. She's a very profitable, like, five-people business or right. something. And she gets three times more when she puts a dollar in there. Right. So, right, right. so it works for some people, for sure. So it works for, for some sure. people, yeah. Well, and you also, have the budget for it. I think so, yeah. yeah I, I don't trust that the 50 bucks here and there, 20 bucks here and there are going to mm. do anything for you. But, you know, yeah, like, it's, it's good, too. It's just a different way to advertise. Yeah, it's almost like old school advertisement. The yeah, really big really budgets is. go out into the network. So it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, I would, which is not bad. I'm not against it at all. Like if I knew how to do it and I was in a system, I would totally do it for my courses as well. Because it doesn't need to be one thing or the right. other. But it's not within my complete knowledge. And then since influencer marketing works so well for me. Mm-hmm. And I, have, I, I like just building the community right, and right. supporting other people. Right. Like I'd much rather do it that with my budget. Right. I would love to talk to you a bit about influencer marketing. Yeah. So, you know. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. I mean, like, that's why I, I love social because mm-hmm. I genuinely love to keep up with everyone, yeah. you know. But as far as influencer marketing now, mm-hmm. I know that you've been throughout this whole conversation expressing your love and I yeah. feel like you know a lot about it. What are some of the best tips and tricks when approaching an influencer and also picking influencers that truly can benefit your business you know because Mm -hmm. it has to be a very strategic i feel absolutely um, yeah so this is how people pick influencers today oh they have fifty thousand followers great yeah and then you're you may have like i don't know you may be a cigar company and you're like giving money to the fashion influencer that right selling dresses like yeah not this bad but pretty blind (laughs) yeah Right. Pretty blind. I can attest to that. I've been yeah. approached by brands that I'm like, you oh, yeah. guys do not align with me I, at all. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't, my followers would never buy your product because exactly. it doesn't align. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. So there's a, a few things that you have to do. First of all, detach from the number of followers. Mm. Number of followers mean nothing today. It means something if they're the right ones. But by looking at the number, you don't know if they're the right ones. And... What matters is engagement. If you're a brand and you're looking to work with an influencer, you want to look at how much engagement they have per post. For you, it doesn't matter if they post five times a day or they post once a week because you're going to do one post with them. So you need to know how much that post usually gets. Mm. And I'll tell you to go even further. Go look at other branded posts they did because sometimes they may have their own organic content that performs really well, but then when they do an ad, it doesn't perform. Mm -hmm. So look at that ad and the engagement that gets. Ask them for not only their media kit, but also their screenshots of their Mm -hmm. insights. And I mean, all the good influencers are very quick to give it to you. You know, it's good for them that you ask because you're not getting business out of the ones that are doing everything right. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, if you buy a bunch of followers, it's going to show that you're Audiences in like Atlanta, Caracas, and yeah. Laos, you know, <laughs> and you do business in Atlanta and you're like, okay. Right. It's yeah. very easy. Where did to that see. other country come And from? even if they don't buy followers, it might be that you get an influencer because they're local to a place you want to advertise in, but then they moved here two years ago and most of their audience is from, you know, mm. 
Santa Maria Guadalupe. So definitely look at that. Right. Also see if their content aligns because especially if you're a small business and you're trying to do a collaboration, you might as well get the most out of it. I even recommend to people sometimes that if you're like, oh, I'm paying you for a post and you're producing images for that post, maybe I'll pay you a little extra and you give me five pictures that I can mm-hmm. use later. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? With your product. Like, yeah. So just I think aligning looks sometimes is, is worth it when you can. Yeah, like you're asking me what, how to find the right one. And how, then to approach yeah, how, to how to approach, approach them. them. So the approaching one. Yeah. <laughs> I always teach that too. I always say like start with the right foot because, right. And, I, and this is not them, influencers being picky. Like you guys would know because mm-hmm. you probably experienced that in your own accounts. You get a lot of direct messages. Mm-hmm. And a lot of direct messages are responding a, a story. Yeah. They're going to start being filtered. Oh, for okay. creators, which are going to be the influencer accounts. I'm starting um, to see that a little bit about like yeah, primary already, and general. I did see that, yeah. As far as like where I can put the DM. Oh, That's so you already new. changed. Yeah. I yeah, I'd like see to that. see yours. I want to oh, see Oh, I'll it. show you. Yeah. Because it's just changed. I know on my account, I'm not an influencer, but they approved me to tag a partner in my stories. Cool. And that's okay. an influencer thing. So they gave me that. But I didn't see cool. if I have the, the the ability to separate primary and secondary. Yeah, it's like primary and general, general. on the DM. So right. that's really cool. So what they're doing is that they know people are losing business mm. because people reach out via DM for business mm. when the general are like response to stories. Uh, so, so that is a great way to filter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tell brands to always reach out. You can send a DM and say, hey, I love your stuff. We've been interacting here. I'm going to send you an email. Right. You know, and then the, if the person does, is not at a place that they can really look, get back to the person, it's okay because they're going to get an email. But it's good to kind of give that DM because maybe they won't put two and two together with someone's name in the email mm. and the brand right. that they interact you with. But I tell people, first of all, to approach an influencer, support them. Mm. follow them, like their stuff, comment, because they're going to receive your message with a whole different set of eyes, you know, than mm-hmm. if you're, they right. never heard of you. Right. And this is not even being picky or mean or anything. It's just kind of getting yourself out of that big bulk of people that email, right. that they right. DMs all the time. The other one is emailing. Like if you have, and people are like, I don't know emails. It's on their profile. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So, 99% of 9%, the time. 9%, yes. Yeah. So send an email. We don't need to send. And I also say this. You don't need to send a Bible, mm. you know, and like this three-page letters, like, you know, sealed and signed stamp. Yeah. Yeah. But send your plan. Don't just go like, hey, you want to talk about collaborating. Right. Like you're just creating yeah. an enormous amount of work for people just to even start talking to you, you oh, know? Because you got to do all this research. Yeah, but if I'm yeah. like, hey, I'm a new, I'm head of your social team and the janitor too, because uh, I do everything <laughs> around here, guys. Um, but if and the I, decorator. I know, interior designer. I'm not the labor. That was my husband. Um, but like if I DM someone, like if I email someone, I'm like, hey, I'm a new, I follow you. My business is your social team. I teach Instagram classes. Would you like to come teach a class with me? Because I think you're great at doing stories. I want to do a story class with you. I have a budget. Let's discuss. I want to see how much you would charge for an hour. And, you know, promoting it as well, which is what I use to, the way I use influencer marketing to grow my business at times. Let me know your thoughts. Are you interested in doing this? That's like a two paragraph, very specific. I come up with a plan. 
It's not like, hey, sweetie, let's collab. You know? Right, right. <laughs> Which is so, hey, I think you're awesome. Yeah. Let's collab. I know. Yeah. And you're like, and, and then the worst is when people just ask people for coffee. Like, oh, the coffee you meetings. Know, yes, cross the city for me for something that I have not told you what it is. So you don't know if it benefits you at all or aligns with your brand. I've made this mistake. Yes. It does not get everybody a response has. back. Yes. <laughs> yes, everybody I used to has. be that, like on both sides, I'm sure. I'm sure oh people said that to you. And totally. you said that to people. I've learned so much yeah. just about the email game in itself. Yeah, absolutely. It's another podcast, yeah. but honestly, <laughs> yes, it's true. Yeah, and even like how you say it. So I tell yeah. people like literally what you should say on that email, yeah. you know? Have a plan. Don't come up. And also ask people's rates. Don't just be like, let's collab. Mm-hmm. Like, right. It's a business. Ask for their rates. It's a right. service, you right. know? Even right. if you don't have budget at that time and you're like, you know, I really, what I want to get out of this is a free story. Right. Right. Ask their rates first. And maybe they say it and you're like, oh, okay, it's good to keep in mind. I don't have that budget right now. Uh, maybe a story, how much you charge for a story. Okay. That's still not in the stars, but I'll keep that in mind. Right. Maybe one day you'll send them a free product. If they're feeling like it, they might post about it. You're right. giving us but, gold right now. Manu. Yeah. But at least ask, right? Like <laughs> I love it. But you know what? Also, Manu, it's very interesting because now people are finally truly catching up, getting that this is a business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's- because whereas, and maybe you can attest to this three years ago, five years ago, I mean, like, Oh, yeah. It was just a, last year. Yeah. It's like, changed. A lot. You know? Still today, a lot, you know. But I tell people when you hire an influencer, a lot of times you're hiring a photographer, a stylist, yes. a model, a right. copywriter, right. a video producer, yeah. and the media company because yeah. it's their audience that you're promoting right. to. Right. So, I mean, it's a very valuable. And also, these people go through training, they go to buying equipment, they go right. to, you know, makeup, hair, products, stuff they need to props. Like, they spend yeah. a lot of money doing right. this time. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And, yeah. And it's just absurd <laughs> that we still treat it like, you know. Right. Like, like if it's, it's a not hobby. A yeah. yeah. So t- someone asked me in class today, not with bad intentions at all, of good intentions, but he's like, how much do I pay for influencer posts? Like, is there any way to know? Mm. And I'm like, okay, you can buy a shirt for $5 and you can buy a shirt for $2,000. Mm. So it, you really just have to ask how much they charge. It's not right. up to us to say, hey, here's... 50 bucks, do something. Or this is right. even, this is 200 bucks. Like right. the price is theirs. They're the business. So right. we should right. treat it like a different beast. And we should also stop pretending. And we're, you guys, millennial women, I'm not millennial, like for a few years. <laughs> uh, but you guys still have no excuse to be like, Oh, you know, it's so new influencer marketing. I don't get it. Like, right. no, it's not right. new. No, like, it. it's not Coca Cola had yeah. like actors doing ads for them in the fifties. It's the same right. thing. Like twenties. I don't the even know. Same. Yeah, it's the same. Thing. Thing. Except they come with more now because they come with their own TV channel or audience. You know, yes. exactly. They it's come like with more. Everybody's their own private like yes. networks. Like, we love it because yeah. we come from an entertainment background and like. There's never been a better time in history to be a creator. Oh, absolutely. Like, we're yeah. living in everything's such accessible. Amazing yeah, Everything. like even when I started working at Cartoon Network, this was 18 years, 19, 19 <laughs> years ago, literally this month. Oh my God. Um, we didn't have like basically your best editor. So if I created something and I wanted someone to, to produce and I wanted to pick my editors, it was literally the guy who had the best equipment. Mm. Wow. And now equipment is nothing. It's like our right. phones are a better camera and it's really the talent that is speaking again, Yep, right. which is really nice. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I that's really so love this shift. Speaking about shifts. Yes. So we talked a lot about career, Manu. I would love to know a bit about your personal life, right? Because there is a lot of things out in the media currently mm-hmm. about... About me and my personal life. 
You're all over. You're everywhere. Oh, Breaking die. news. Um, it's going to be pretty, pretty, I'm pretty domesticated these days. So it's going to be boring media. But anyway. But I want to know because there is a lot of stuff in the media as yes. far as like balance, right? Mm-hmm. Balance between social media and personal life. And, you know, I'm, I'm also very curious to know your activity rate number on your phone. Oh my gosh. You know, they're starting, they're starting to tell look. us how, me, how I much have the hours, time right, spend. that you yes. spend. Yeah. I, actually, you can make, and these are things that Instagram, Facebook are doing to basically react to the bad press they get from right. being like people just waste time on this right. platform. And right. so you can actually set up a little limit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So your phone is going to call you out. And it's That's funny because so one cool. time in class, I set up just to show to people, I was, I was doing a class to my members. So I set it up and I set up to an hour, which is not enough for me, like right. most days. Yeah. And then I always get the hour. I'm like, oh, you're, we're not even starting. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't taken that off. So it's pretty funny. So have but you, yeah, so we balance. Yes. How, how are you balancing yourself? Yeah. Um, do you believe that you need balance from social oh, media? yeah, I do. So it depends what you do. Of course, I'm much more tied to my phone than most business people should mm-hmm. be because my business is on Instagram. Right. But even for me, like, I have ways to go with being more balanced. One thing that I do for myself, and when I started this business, it was for because I had this daughter and my reality had changed and I wanted to be in charge. So if I do events every night and events every weekend, that's my, the time I see my daughters. They're in school right now. It's not like if I skip work today, hang out with them and go to an event at night, right. it's going to solve it. You know? right. So to me, I'm growing slower because I am not doing weekends, nights, events. I could be out there all the time. I believe in events, by the way, to grow your business and your Instagram account like yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. So this is one thing that I say that's, my, that's where I'm... I would say that's where I'm excelling on the balance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not so much on the stuff that I do at home. Mm. And even like my husband would be like, she's always on the phone. Um, (laughs) Like when my daughters go to bed, a lot of times I go back to the computer and I go back to the phone because I go pick them up in squid five. Mm. Like, and I have late starts in the morning sometimes because I have like a baby that decides that sleeping is not cool. Right. Right. So... Just you do what you can. Like right now, it's not my best week. I, I was telling people earlier today, I was teaching a class and I'm like, I'm not hungover. This is like baby right eyes. Like, I have slept maybe like five hours per day wow. this week, which for me is not nearly enough. So, yeah, yeah. but it's not always like that. And I have a little one. So yeah. I think the balance is like, if you can just shut off like, and not log on to Instagram anymore after you get home from work better or maybe you have dinner you check it again around eight o'clock and then you're done like I'm your fan like I have not been able to do that one time I said like it was baby steps right one time I said okay I'm not gonna stop I'm gonna stop checking my phone after 11 p.m. <laughs> think that that was good it's it's not good no but and I also don't like glorifying being busy I don't think that's cool that's right, not right. growing your business faster mm. that's just burning you out faster mm. so the reason I say that I have a six-month-old again like it's a busy phase of my life, even if I stay at home mom. Yeah, right. So this is not what the business should be like. Because a lot of people, especially a lot of women, I see them, especially as they get ready to maybe be a mom or get mm. married, or even if they're just growing and, and kind of like getting older and try to settle down a little more to their hobbies or their pets, whatever that is, the, the <laughs> reason. I see a lot of us getting older and then starting our business because we crave for that control right. and for that balance. And then... Fast forward two months and they made that business way worse 
than the corporate business they're in, mm. you know, that they felt they didn't have any balance. Mm. Wow. So I believe in like, you don't have to do all the things. Yeah. It doesn't need to all be today. If you don't post on Instagram today, tomorrow's another day. Like if you're, it's a holiday, get out. Like, you know, you can schedule some posts. Yeah. And also holidays, it's like no one's paying attention to the phone. Yeah. So if you don't answer your comments that day, that's okay. No one's paying attention. Like, right. Get back to people on Monday. Right. You're a business. They should be able to, you know. Right. I get right. mad sometimes, and that's silly, but I get mad sometimes when I get Instagram questions on the weekend. I'm like, they shouldn't be asking me on this weekend. Like, they shouldn't be DMing me about this. Like, this is it's closed. Yeah. It's Saturday. Yeah, but then I go and respond. So it's going to continue forever. Right. But, so a lot of it depends on us, too. Right, you know, right. you've set your boundaries. Right. It's right. easier said than done. But I think it's very worth trying. But it's so hard to do sometimes when your business is online. Right. Yeah. Because you feel like, oh, you're always on. if I take this day off or if I don't do anything, yeah. I'm not doing enough. Well, right. That was so, like, me at three in the morning last night. Yeah. I was like, I got to get an event picture up on Instagram. Right. Like to right. wake up the night. Yeah. Right. <laughs> See, but you're probably yeah. lost an opportunity of putting that up when people are more active. True. And you're doing that at 3 a.m. when people are sleeping. Huh? This is why you're our mentor, Manu. <laughs> but see, I, and I tell people about this in events, and I'm, it could be worse. Oh, it, no, but I didn't post it. I posted it at 9 in the morning, but I had okay, to you edit had to it. Okay, you had to schedule. Yeah, yeah. I had I to see. write the caption. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. I was like, really? Yeah. I was like, that was stupid, Stephanie. No, I did <laughs> and, schedule And I mean, in that case, it kind of makes sense because you're doing an event in Atlanta, and you're kind of right. like showing your right. trajectory throughout the country yeah. or whatever. But for most people, most events, people don't care if you post about your Monday event on Wednesday. Right. Or Monday night or Friday. Like, it doesn't it, matter. It, it doesn't it drive you but crazy. We put like, the pressures oh, we, on ourselves. Yeah, yeah why we do. do we do yeah, that? It's bad, but we yeah. do. Like, it. I literally, I have put on on our calendar, we go everything by our Google calendar, yeah. and I put I Saturday day off, like, yeah. just so I have one solid day. And, and I, I mean, and look how bad, how awful you are. You're <sighs> having a hard time getting your Saturday off. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's crazy. It's crazy. So yeah. I think it really, and, and I think one thing to think about, and if we're going to put my mentor hat right now, yeah, it's like there's a false sense that this is growing your business faster. This Correct. is just burning you out faster. Yes. Mm. yes so yes, you can yes, only yes. do as much as you can do between the two of you and the people that help you. So, right. thank you. Um, and it's a, it's a process. For me, it is too. So not because I say that and I'm like chilling, you know, <laughs> but you can set the expectations as well. Like, you can put on your bio on Instagram that you respond to DM, weekends were closed, and, like, you can do a little funny emoji or something. Yeah. If you're taking a day off on Monday and you're not going to get back to people, you can post about it, and it's fine, you know? Right, just right. post about that you're going to be off Monday. Do a fun post. I actually just went to see my family in Brazil mm-hmm. with my Atlanta house family, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I wanted people to know that I was not going to be on all the time. Right. Like people would DM me a lot, like a lot of questions, which is great, but it's also a lot of work. Yeah. So I wanted to let people know. So I actually took a selfie inside the plane with my husband and my kids. Uh, <laughs> like living like, proof. Literally like a selfie, which is nothing kind of a content I right. post. People loved it. So I was like, who thinks I need a vacation? And everybody commented. So you just make it that people kind yeah. of see it engage. Not everybody that follows me is going to see that and remember that or know right. when I come back. But right. you're at least setting expectations to be like, at least today they know I'm on a plane. I'm not going right. to be able to, you know, be crazy. Yeah. To, right. I didn't want to be my first order of business being on Instagram and I arrived to see my family right. who had right. not met my baby yet. You know what yeah. I mean? No. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, we have to be careful. We have to be more intentional about those special moments. Very intentional. And be very present yeah. in our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, our And even work. business moments. Like I was going to yes. say, like events. 
I have this conference coming up, which yes. when you guys hear this is already passed. So, <laughs> but there'll be more. You missed it. Yeah, there'll, there'll be, be more. <laughs> but on that conference last year, or even this year, and this is something you guys could do too. You have your events. I don't want to be posting Instagram stories on my events mm. because I want to be in the event. Right. You're already running around when you're hosting an event. So if I'm doing stories, so what I did is I invited someone to come for free mm-hmm. and take over my stories. Yeah. Nice. So she's doing all the stories from her point of view, which is totally cool. It, right. It's actually more fun because, yeah. you know, you have a yeah. different perspective. So you guys could do that in stories as well. I know. Uh, with your events. That, that happened to us yesterday. Yeah. We were but, just like, we didn't post on our I story, know. but there's but so much going also, on. we also, like, you know... We, we we also believe in being present, right? And oh, absolutely. At events because those yeah. those women come open, and you have to receive oh, them. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. And so, but and you're getting it too. Like you know, you're getting oh, new contacts. Totally. And, yeah. yeah. But by the end of the night, I was like. I haven't posted. Yeah, nothing. which is fine. <laughs> so I recommend to if you don't have anyone to post for you, I recommend that you do take your little photos or make even a little video and stories. Yeah. Save it and close and go home. Yep, right. That's right. because what happens if you're trying to post in in the event, right. you're not gonna tag the right people because you're trying to do that fast. <gasps> yep, you're kind of ignoring someone that might be wanted to talk to you because right. you're the host. You know. Right. Uh, so you're not going to be fully present and you're not going to be doing the best story you could make right. of the event. So I, I, th- I always tell people, like, save, save. it for later. It's not going to be, no one's going to be like, where are the stories about the events? Like, what are they thinking? You know? So when, I want to know. Yeah. I want to know what's happening. So we're the only ones obsessing. We're not obsessing yeah. about other people's accounts, you know? Right. That's so, so crazy. recap the next day or Monday. Yeah. Recap of your Atlanta trip on right. Monday. That's fine. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. that's so good. That's so good. You've given us so much value, Manu. Good. This is insane. What a great, great episode. But I want to wrap it up by asking you, what is the best piece of advice that you can give our millennial generation? Um, Not to be caught in the comparison game. Mm. Yes. It's not what you think it is. I'm getting some shout outs from the videographer (laughs) and the photographer. Um, We... First of all, we can never compare ourselves anyways. Like, if we're going to compare ourselves with the girl that is in the bikini cover of the magazine, you know, we might be very pretty. We're probably not as pretty as Giselle Bündchen. Right. So, yeah, yeah, first of yeah. all, we can wear, we, there's always going to be people better than us and worse than us and like us. And it right. does not matter where we stand, mm-hmm. as long as you're good with yourselves. But also, with Instagram, you even compare yourself with someone that you don't know. I mean, you can be comparing someone with someone else's business Mm. that is completely broke, Mm. a business that is not going to survive, that they bought some followers and they posted the picture saying everything is peachy. And you're comparing yourself. It doesn't even make sense. So just focus on yourself. And if you see someone doing really well, maybe use that as motivation, Mm. you know, to do well and learn something you can from what they're doing. Bring that home and do your own thing. I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much Thank for you having guys. us here. So so and your headquarters. <laughs> and my big headquarters. Your social team on Instagram. I location. love it. Yes. I love it. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. What an awesome. honor. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to learn more about Manu and your social team, follow at your social team on Instagram. Subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes and Spotify. Ladies, this helps us to continue to bring powerful conversations just like this to you every single week. I know I'm always looking for a free and discounted resource. So if you are looking for the same thing, sign up right now to our free newsletter at wearemillennialwomen.com because subscribers only get freebies and perks that only help you become the best version of yourself. 
we encourage you to continue on with the conversation. Keep being the strong, amazing woman that you are and never forget to live inspired. Until next time, MW, always love Melissa and Stephanie Kirkache.